0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: Christmas times are coming. Christmas times are coming. Christmas times are coming. are falling My old homes are calling Tall pines are humming Cause Christmas times are coming
0: Merry Christmas, everyone. This is Glenn the Geek, founder of the Horse Radio Network and host of several of the shows, and you're listening to the fifth annual all-hosts holiday episode. It has become a tradition at the Horse Radio Network for all the hosts of the HRN-owned shows to get together Christmas week for some fun, laughter, memories, and stories. So let's meet all the hosts in the order of date and time, I guess, of how they came to the network. And of course, we started this fiasco with Helena B. of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Stable scoop radio show is now in its sixth year so hello helena wow.
2: hello glenn howdy doody
0: six years helena that's a long time, <laughs> I, long <know>.
2: time. <laughs> I don't know and i don't know where i've been or what i've been doing in those six years it's...
0: 279 episodes of uh, stable scoop now
2: you know we said that we actually recorded an episode of that today and thinking back of two what did you say 279 episodes yeah, yeah. What the heck did we talk about in 279 I know. hours?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, and I'm sure that the, the next host says the same thing because it, the Western radio show is now in its fourth year, and that is co-host Alan Moorhead. Hey, Alan. It's, it's been four years. Yes, it has. You're in your fourth year now. I, oh, that's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time. And they said it wouldn't last. How many rodeos have you, you announced at in those four years since you started doing the Western radio show? Hundreds.
3: Uh, I guess about 40 a year, or so it's 80 would be, what, 160?
0: Wow. That's a lot of announcing uh, women going around barrels.
3: <laughs> Guys riding Bronx.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: but the women going around barrels look better. So
0: Yes, yes, especially in the jeans. They look much better. Tammy Surantz, co-host of the <laughs> whoa, whoa, Western whoa, whoa, Radio whoa. Show. What would yeah? it be if they weren't in their jeans? It would do be that, that new race. show have, that just came out team. called Rodeo Girls, and we're not talking about that because <laughs> Jamie and I were forced to watch an episode of it. Now, All right. I have seen a bikini barrel race. <laughs> Tammy Surant, host of the I'll Western Radio that. Show, the one that tries to keep Alan from talking about bikini barrel racing. Hey, Tammy.
4: <laughs> Where would you put your guns?
0: <laughs> that would be bikini-mounted shooting. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to use
3: Derringers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and jamie jennings host of horses in the morning now in its fourth year
5: yeah four years of not having a real job is awesome (laughs) (laughs) but how many episodes have we done we're like 600 and something aren't we
0: yeah i think we're approaching 700 episodes
5: that's crazy
0: Yeah. yeah that's a lot of time spent together jamie
5: That's a lot of time spent together and and my husband who said, what are you going to talk about after the first 15 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) We found something.
0: (laughs) Coach Jen, my lovely wife and host of Horse Tip Daily, which is approaching, by the way, guys, 900 episodes.
6: Oh, my gosh.
0: Hey, Jennifer.
6: (laughs) Yeah, but they're short.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they're five to fifteen minutes. So they're much shorter. You know, they require the same amount of editing though, so yes. it's it's still a lot of work. Good job, Coach Jen. Almost nine hundred. We'll you start... know what
6: they're gonna put on my tombstone, Glenn? Yes. This is episode nine hundred of Horston. <laughs> that's just gonna be on my tombstone.
0: In our third year of production over at the Driving Radio Show, Dr. Wendy Ying, my co host.
7: Hi guys. Merry Christmas.
0: And you know, you know, we're going to talk a little bit later. We've had some listener questions of how we all met, and I do remember how I met Wendy because it was mem- very memorable. So we'll talk about that in a little bit too.
6: You noticed, Glenn? Wendy was the only one who was on the script. Hi, Merry Christmas! Everybody else has something snarky to say. boring. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry I didn't get a copy of the script. I didn't either. <laughs> that'll change oh, as Wendy drinks. That'll change as Wendy drinks throughout the episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, script? My yeah. And then one of our old friends from Lexington, Kentucky, Reese Coughler Stanfield, host of the Dressage Radio Show, now in its fourth year.
8: Hello, happy holidays, everybody.
0: She doesn't An sound old that friend. old. old
8: yeah, I was gonna say we have an old friend. Yeah. Whoa! I guess you're glad. the only
0: one I introduced that way, aren't? Yes! you? Yes, yeah.
8: <laughs> I am. I don't know how I feel about this.
0: And Reese hey. has been deserted. Apparently, all of Canada lost internet or something because <laughs> no. your co-host isn't here. So yeah, <laughs> no it's no okay. It
8: I have broad shoulders. I can handle. It. I can yeah. represent. represent go, girl.
0: Right. <laughs> Philip Parks is her co-host, and he was supposed to be here, but we don't know what happened to Philip. I hope he didn't. He, hope he didn't fall off a horse or something. Oh, right. So, it snowed in, it? so. Uh, Samantha Clark of the Eventing Radio Show, which is the second oldest show actually on the network, uh, is uh, not here because she has up and moved with her children to England about three months ago and now lives in England. It's about 2 in the morning as we're recording this, so uh, she says hello from, from everybody over there, her and her co-host Jess from the eventing radio show both live in England, so they say hello and Merry Christmas to all of their listeners, and uh, we still appreciate Samantha. It's a lot of fun to hear. I don't get to talk to her as often anymore. Hey, 2 but, in the morning with wine's not that big a deal. <laughs> No, you've never (laughs) seen Samantha drink. When she drinks, she gets very sleepy very quickly. So if she was drinking wine, she would be out. She wouldn't be here at all. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you all being here. I have some statistics for you that uh, we always do that on these episodes after I introduce the hosts, give you an idea of how much we've done here on the Horse Radio Network. We are now in our sixth year. As of August of 2008, the first Stable Scoop episode came out. We now have over 3,000 episodes of all the different shows. Over 4,000, we think it's close to 4,500 guests have been on the shows. And by the way, that goes back to Chad, what uh, Jamie, what your husband said. Who are you going to talk to? You know, it's hard to believe that we've had 4,500 guests. And (laughs) we haven't talked to everybody in the horse world yet. So we have a few people to go. Over 112,000 listeners in 40 plus countries, and this year alone, over 4 million downloads of the shows.
7: Wow. Woo woo. Whoa.
0: That's a whole lot of, of entertaining going on. And we want to thank the people who, are, who make our shows possible, and that is the sponsors. Without them, we wouldn't be doing it. So thank you to all of our sponsors. We pl- appreciate your continued support, and, uh, and and we're glad that you're on board. And we hope, we hope that we can continue our relationship for years to come and get it up to uh, another 3,000 episodes uh, over the next six years or so. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we have some questions from listeners that they wanted to ask all of the hosts. So we're going to get to that next. All right. Too much me talking. Now we get you guys involved. Oh, it was good. Oh, thank You did you, great. Ellen. Oh, and, and,
3: and for Jamie, what are you going to talk about? As long as there's a Zenyatta, she's got something to talk
0: about. That's right. Yeah, we no just doubt. Got get a racehorse in here. We'll be fine. All yeah. right, here we go. Three, two. One. Well, welcome back to the All Hosts episode here on the Horse Radio Network, our fifth annual edition here in 2013. So, I asked for listeners to provide questions because I was running out of questions after doing this for five years. And, and uh, we got some good ones. So, this is from our listener, Wendy. She asked, How did the Horse Radio Network start and how did you meet the host? Sometimes we told this story before, but we forget that we get new listeners all the time and a lot of people have not heard this. Well, this goes back to Helena and I, actually. We did a little show, what was that called when we worked for Bitter Britain?
2: Uh the talking equine show.
0: We were both consulting with Bitter Britain, <laughs> which is a tech company, and we started a podcast when nobody was doing podcasts. We didn't even know how to do it. It was no recording so nothing. We we winged it we winged it a lot. It was
2: your idea. You were you you were like, let's do this thing and I was like, Okay. It took yeah. us about three
0: Helene and I are both geeks and it took us about three weeks to figure out how to do it. And it was not easy back then. It was and not easy. And then another
2: three weeks to convince John Nunn to let us do it. Yes.
0: <laughs> and then John, John wanted to be on the show, remember? it's this going to be awesome. It's totally every, yeah. You're going to be the biggest name in the equestrian industry. And, and then and, we couldn't get him off the show. Yeah. Then he wanted to be on every show. So,
2: <laughs> And then we had... This was when we learned our most, valuable, we, our most valuable lesson in recording and technology when it comes to broadcasting. What was that? And it had to do with David
0: O'Connor. Oh. Yeah, so... <laughs> So our first guest ever on the Talking Equine Show, we thought we'd start big and we'd get David O'Connor on. And we'd you know, go right to the top. Of, <laughs> we thought we'd start big. <laughs> we'd go right to the top and get the head of the USEF on. So And we did. He agreed to come on our first show of the Talking Equine Show way back when. And the rec- we, we spent an hour with him. It was a terrific interview. Get done. I hit save and my computer locked up. Oh, we had no recording. That's the worst. It was completely gone. We, ha- I had to call David O'Connor on the phone and ask him to do another hour all over again.
7: And then you look like a total... I look like a total station. Jerk.
0: He still won't talk to me to this day. He barely talks to me. So... <laughs> So that's how our first recording went, Helena and I, way back when. That was before Horse Radio Network.
5: You know, Glenn, you could have just dropped it. Like, why did you have to call him back and be like, I'm an idiot? Uh, didn't well, we call- it Just be like, I, David O'Connor never existed on this show. Just move I
0: think on. Wasn't it John that really wanted him on, though? I think it was John Nunn, head uh, of bit of Britain who really wanted him on. I think John made me call him back. Yeah, so. and, he,
7: and David <laughs> O'Connor would keep listening to the show, trying to say, "Hey, when am I going to be on?" He'd be yeah. sending me yeah. email.
0: <laughs> oh, your interview yeah, wasn't recently, good enough. Sorry. <laughs>
2: I think he recently had taken his post at the USCF, and, and so it was a big deal. It was, you know, it wasn't too long after he took that post, or he was, he was primed for it. Something like it was. We needed the name. We needed the traction.
0: Yeah. it worked out great yeah, yeah it worked out terrific yeah he did Jimmy
2: it offered like two two episodes after that remember yes We thought we <laughs> were hot stuff
0: yes we <laughs> learned about backup recordings then at that point uh, is Definitely what we do. learned <laughs> like two somebody make a second recording please so that's how and then uh what that ended uh and a couple what about a year later i called up helene and said let's do this all over again but let's try and do it right technology's improving and And let's not, you know, let's make it part of a greater thing. So we started the Stable Scoop radio show, and we made it part of the Horse Radio Network, even though the Horse Radio Network consisted of the Stable Scoop radio show and about 12 listeners after three months. Um,
2: But you know what, too, is, is, and we had no experience. You
0: laughed. There really was 12 listeners after three months.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I was standing in my kitchen cooking dinner one night, and... Had a baby about the same age as uh, Jamie's baby, and you were like, woohoo, We got 12 listeners." <laughs> I was like, "That's awesome!" Thanks, dream. mom. <laughs> and he's like, "They're unique listeners too." You know, yeah.
0: like the Same person the site.
3: They had times.
0: to be. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right, Alan. <laughs> Yeah. So that's how it started, and then we started getting more and more listeners. People actually started listening to the show. Uh, then the some of the other shows started coming on board, the Eventing show and the Dressage show, and it just grew from there. and And uh, now we have eleven shows on the network. Uh, as I said, over three thousand episodes. It really has grown quite exponentially from there. When we started, one of the how did I meet everybody? That's a good question. Uh, Helena, we knew from years ago. Jennifer and Helena worked together at the Myopia Hunt Club, and that's how we knew Helena. When I go down the list here, Alan, we met through what website was that the guy referred me to? you.
4: Match.com?
0: <laughs> I'm six foot three
3: and 180 on
0: that. Equestrian singles. Yeah. Get bench
3: press 340.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's 25 years old and handsome. It was through, uh,
3: what was it? Uh, what, I was doing. Uh,
0: you were doing oh. an announcing or somebody, or a TV show or something, weren't you? HorseCity.com TV yes. on RFD, yeah. Yes, HorseCity.com. And I asked the Horse City people, I said, I need somebody to host the Western Radio Show. And they said, we got this guy with this great voice, and he's a rodeo announcer. Yeah. And I said, well, let's talk to him. And I think that's how, that's how we met.
3: Yeah, you've been cussing him ever since, huh? That's
0: right, I've been saying, damn. <laughs> and then uh, Tammy came along. Tammy, we had you on the Stable Scoop Radio Show because of mounted shooting, right?
4: Yeah, I was a guest, and I had no idea how you felt. Found me. <laughs> but uh I don't yeah, I was, that,
2: that is a little creepy sometimes, Jamie asked you.
4: Yeah. yeah it's one of those <laughs> fate things.
0: <laughs> no, it's pretty much we're
3: stalkers. We have yeah. to be stalkers. Well it was actually my first co host, Jimmy K. Cox, that uh, had Tammy on ours and y'all had it on there, or or y'all flip flop somehow or another. And uh, Jimmy K was president of the WPRA at the time, and she got busy with some other stuff. And some uh, a new job came along for her in uh, real estate, and uh, she didn't have time to do Western Radio Show anymore. And uh, Tammy had done a good job as a, a guest on our show and your show. And uh, I can remember you said you called me and asked me something about having her on, and you had her co host stable scoops with you one day and it ended up being a trial run and a test and I don't think Tammy knew that at the time.
0: You know what, Tammy, you you did and I forgot this, you auditioned for Jamie's job.
4: Yeah. I didn't know why, because I'm so not a morning person so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what happened as Tammy said uh, I I really don't want to get up that early (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and then we put the we actually Jamie's next actually we put the announcement on Facebook is how we found Jamie we actually posted on Facebook we're doing this new show we didn't say anything did we Jamie it was just we're doing this new show we need a co-host yeah
5: uh, I I just remember seeing an ad like we're looking for somebody to co-host a radio show about horses and I was like, ding, ding, ding.
3: It was on Craigslist.
7: Yeah, Craigslist. Craigslist. (laughs) Misconnections. (laughs) Oh, that's my favorite Misconnections. I read that every week.
0: (laughs) You're hoping to find somebody. I love uh, it. It's the
7: funniest thing ever. I forced Dr. Kyle to listen to it every Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I practice for really bad ads on Friday when I stand in. (laughs)
0: You know, Jamie uh, was one of, we asked for people to leave voicemails and we had 80 voicemails, literally 80. Jennifer and I got alcoholic beverages one night and we sat through 80 voicemails of people auditioning for that part on Horses in the Morning for the live show.
2: Did you have any really bad ones? Oh, my oh, God. No, they were no,
0: all no. really bad. Every one of them was. Re- there would be these people. And it was mostly, I hate to say it, Reese, but it was mostly dressage women. So uh, we determined okay. that dressage women are lonely and bored is what we <laughs> <They> determined. Bro- <gasps> hey. uh-
8: I, 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 I'm not going to say anything. I'm not one of them.
7: So.
9: <laughs> well, I pray does does be to be lonely. lonely or-
8: I'm, I was I- lonely
5: and bored, and I answered the ad, too. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I pray to be lonely yeah, but you have well, we're checking <laughs> out misconnections. Would, yeah. You're
3: obviously still lonely and bored. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, I guess. I, well, I've had i I've had a career in radio for the last 10, 12 years, and I just left a message and I said, hey, I I actually have a career in radio and I'm in between jobs and this sounds great and I... Gave him my number, and literally in the next like, I swear it was a five minute, he called me back. And uh... <laughs> that's because
0: you were the one of the last we listened to, and it had just come in. We listened to like 70 of these things, and it was like people would leave books. They left us 12 minute messages, oh and Jamie's was short, sweet, and just to the point. And it was like, Call her back now.
3: <laughs> I wish I would have known about that ad. I would have left you with like 100 fake ones.
5: <laughs> if I'd have known him, I would have left 100 other fake ones really long.
0: <laughs> That's how we met Jamie, and uh, that was history after that. We did audition, so we did audition four or five people that had co-hosted, River Helena? They co-hosted, We had them co-host the Stable Scoop show. And then we, yeah. we listened to all of them. There was a group of about 10 of us that listened to all of them. And, and uh, 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 most of the people voted for Jamie, all except for Helena and myself. And uh-huh. everybody else voted for Jamie. But You told uh, me
2: everybody voted for Jamie. <laughs> Jamie it was a no-brainer. It well, was a no-brainer. thank you. Yeah,
5: yeah. Well, I just think that the reason you guys had us audition to host Stable Scoop shows is so you could have a couple weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Probably they were running Lost out of things it. to talk about. Exactly. That's it, yeah. That's it. Sitting
2: around in our pajamas with our feet up on our desk and these geeky headsets. That was, we needed a break from that <laughs> hot chocolate, some cocktails, talking about horses. Coach
0: Jen came next. That uh, how did I meet Coach Jen? Married her 25 years ago, so that was no. a pretty easy one. Uh, she took over. She was producer of the Horses in the Morning Show first, and then I got too busy, and she took over Horse Tip Daily, and she does a much much better job than I ever did. So uh, that's I'm, true. Yeah, it is. No she's
2: like the tip queen. Jen's like the tip queen. She's the she's the type of person who you you're you're sitting around just having like you know a cup of coffee with, and she'll say, "Did you know?"
0: ellipsis and
2: then like this whole like a whole day's worth of conversation will follow and you walk away like man i know nothing about horses saying
0: that jennifer's filled with useless information
2: no she's filled with a lot of horse tips (laughs) enough to fill 900 episodes worth. (laughs) i think she was born with it it's like in her dna
0: Then uh, i I tell you how I met Dr. Wendy Ying. Uh, Jennifer was kind enough. She knew that I'd never driven a four-in-hand carriage before, and she set it up for my birthday to go out to this farm near where we lived in Lexington. And I actually ended up taking, not a lesson, but just had a fun day out, uh, do it, driving, and actually got to drive four-in-hand of Hackney's, of all things, now that I own one. And that's how it ended up. And Wendy was the girlfriend of the guy who took us out and <laughs> came along in the carriage. And after we were done, I, I, we got in the car and I said, Jennifer, didn't I? You can b- vouch for this. We got in the car after spending an hour in the carriage, just and I got to drive my four in hand and not successfully, but I got to do it. They didn't wreck, but... It wasn't pretty. (laughs) Um, But I got to do it. It was so much fun. And we get in the car, and I said, did you like that Wendy girl? She was fun. We ought to do a driving (laughs) radio show with her. It was literally when we got in the car, and I called you up right away, didn't I? Like, within the next week.
7: Yeah, that's true.
0: I called Wendy and said, let's do a driving radio show. And that's how I met Wendy, was uh, kind of fate because of my wife getting me a birthday present.
7: It was. It was just fate.
0: Yep. And it, it was you that really pushed to get that done, too, that birthday gift. Because it was oh, yeah. on Easter day, remember? It
7: was on Easter, and nobody would um, nobody would do it. So our friend Mike Arnold called me because he knows me. I'm like, of course, if you want to come for your birthday. I'm like, come on. But my horses, I uh, didn't have shoes on because I had just come back to Kentucky. Remember? So we pulled out the Hackney ponies. And Jennifer said, oh, that's great because she told me they used to have Hackneys. That's why I pulled yeah. out the Hackneys.
0: That was fun. That was yeah. a lot of fun. That, that was baby. fun. Maybe Glenn could stop the ponies. I, well, I couldn't steer them very well. Let's put it that way. <laughs> when you got four up there, there's a lot of rain. They all do different things. It's weird. And then Reese Koffler, sta- how did we meet Reese?
8: You know, I was. I, I truly do not remember. I don't know. How did
6: oh, we that's We've, like
4: post-traumatic. Isn't that something when you forget I, how it happened? I, <laughs> I, mean, I remember how we met Reese. It was oh, so long really? ago not since a she's an old I met Reese for
6: the first time at... Um, News and Brews put on by Altec before the World oh, yeah. Equestrian Games. Oh yeah. And they did a little piece about breeding sport horses. And Reese was one of the speakers.
3: That's Sounds more like right. a bar and grill. Dave,
2: this is what I mean. Yeah. She's got one of those brains. It goes in <laughs> and it never comes out.
8: It stays there
2: forever. Yeah. I can't
8: believe you remember that. Like, I I, Yes, I remember that <laughs> night, Jeff. I,
6: I, re, I remember meeting you and um, you did an excellent job and I was very impressed with your uh, presentation. And I read up on you a little bit and discovered that you had a, if I'm pretty sure it was a communications major mm-hmm. in school. No. No, oh I, no, I no, I no, I have a master's
8: in um, diplomacy of all things. That's what it was. It was something about talking to
6: people. Yeah, it yeah. was, and then was when, something uh, important. Yeah, when we were looking for somebody to do the dressage show, I, I said, "Glenn, I know just the gal." <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I had done
8: some. um, I did some stuff on uh, horses in the morning, cooking yes, with Reese. Yes. So I had done yep. a little bit before. Yep. Yeah, which you I need to do, to do that, that
5: again. By the way,
0: we miss you. Yeah, we you. miss you. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, tomorrow. It,
8: it, I may have to take one for the team tonight. What can I say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, that, So that's how we met. We had you on the show. Then we actually we, we became friends, and we started hanging out with you and your husband and doing things together. Yeah. Long before you ever came on as the host of the yeah. Dressage Show. Yeah. That's right.
8: And I miss you because um, we went to the Southern Lights, which is a big fundraiser at the horse park every year. And Glenn and Jennifer made me ride a
2: camel. I think I was the only
8: oh, one to awesome. ride the camel. What
0: and she, she had it doing pee-offs and yeah. passages. It was Perfect. great.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Je- Glenn and Jennifer made you ride a camel. See, Jennifer does that. She made you do that. <laughs> yes. And uh, you guys In didn't In the interest of personal development.
0: We had ridden the camel the year before. But what day uh-huh. was it? Yeah. What, sure. day was it? <laughs> what day was it? What day
8: was it? It was hump day, for sure. Hump day. <laughs> yeah, it, was. it was hump day, for sure. No, they, they were like, oh, we've, we've done it. We've ridden the camel. I was like, what are you talking about? No, come on. No, they would not get on the camel. No, just me. Just me. <laughs> Thanks, it was cold guys.
0: as it was cold it was as so anything cold. that life too. It was and really rainy. cold. Yeah, they just yep. were like
8: huddled in the tent. It was miserable.
0: We yeah, yeah. <laughs>
8: they they thought it was great, and I was. And like, boy,
0: I got to tell you guys, camels smell bad when they get wet and cold like that. Ooh, they smell bad when they're dry. See
7: what they make me do? <laughs> oh, you guys are a- like so mean to camels. Come on,
2: right? that was a holiday right? tradition that didn't last. <laughs> Good I'm just saying. Well, you smell bad when you get wet too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how we all met. Philip uh, came along for the Dressage Radio Show because she was a good friend of Reese's, and Reese begged me to get a co-host because she was sick of doing the show by herself. So she, uh, we got Philip in, and uh, Philip, Philip had a rough first couple weeks. He took some time to, and I'd say this with him here, and he knows this. Um, and then he's, he, now he's unbelievably good at it. So he's way better uh,
8: than me now. He's awesome. (laughs) If there's a question I want to ask, like that, I would never ask Philip, just boom, he'll ask it. I'm like, wow, he's great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He's not afraid. Canadians don't ask anything and they do it in such a nice way. Yes. Yeah. He's perfect. (laughs) Very nice about it. So that's how we all came to be and and all got involved. And right after this uh, message, we got to get to the next question. I'll give you guys a second to think about it. This is from Rhonda, who is one of our legacy listeners. And for those that don't know, our legacy listeners are people who have listened to every episode of every show since day one and rhonda has done that she is still a legacy listener i met her we got to meet her for a couple times she's been to florida and we've gone to disney with her and her husband and had a blast with them they're a lot of fun rhonda wants to know i want to hear about your first horses when you were kids or whenever you got your first horse so we're going to be right back up to this word with those stories
6: fleeceworks manufactures pure australian merino sheepskin and merino wool saddle pads and accessories Their pads produce a vital thermal balancing layer to pull excess moisture and heat away from the horse's back, allowing muscles to work at maximum capacity without overheating. Fleeceworks Australian Merino wool is breathable and hydrophilic, able to hold and store 35% of its own weight in liquid. A longtime staple of the medical field, Australian Merino fibers have no equal when it comes to delivering a temperature-controlled, pressure-absorbing layer. The Fleeceworks philosophy, minimum bulk, maximum performance. And they have a variety of anatomically correct pads incorporating technologies and designs that address the individual needs of every horse and rider. Ask for Fleeceworks saddle pads and accessories by name at your local tack and feed store. Or visit them online at fleeceworks.com.
0: Well, Alan, let's start with you. Rhonda wants to know about our first horses. What was your first horse?
3: My first horse wasn't even actually my horse. It uh, belonged to a friend of mine, and uh, where we lived, when when Mom and Dad, I was in high school, just starting high school, and uh, my mom had a restaurant, and there was a guy that was always in there and stuff, and he had come to find out he had a horse, he didn't have time to get down there to him, was about, oh, a mile from where we live, and uh, basically my first horse experience at that time was uh, taking care of his horse, going down to feed it every day and that kind of thing, just for the opportunity to ride it. And uh, I guess that's where that kind of got started as far as something I had for myself. Uh, I didn't actually own a horse until after I got married to my wife, Angie. And uh, it was uh, a daughter of uh, Doc Shug's brother by Doc Barr and out of a King Ranch mare. And uh, we didn't really do a whole hell of a lot with her, but uh, she was fun to have. <laughs> Better to <than laughs> make babies. And
0: Did you for, take lessons at all? Were you self-taught? Pretty much. Self-taught. Yeah? Yeah. So Just, do you didn't show her anything as a kid?
3: No. Well, my mama said I showed my butt a lot at school, but uh, no, I didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not
3: going there. Yeah, And then I'd get it whooped when I got home,
0: too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what was that first horse's name, Alan? Wrangler. Wrangler. Right, oh, you remembered. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I had to ask Coach Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy, I assume your first horse was as a kid in Australia. Yes, Kangaroo. My
4: horse- horse was nasty i learned to ride on this 30 year old quarter horse that was just such a babysitter and when my mom finally wanted to get me my own horse i bought a little uh, arabian pony that had a really big show career and it was going to be this amazing horse for me and what happened it's was kind of sad i was with my best friend and she used to own the horse uh before i did So she went out to catch this little steel gray Arab pony called Sammy, and she went to hit him in the hind quarter to get him through a gate or something. He was being a real jerk. And he actually went back to kick at her crop and kicked her in the head and almost killed her. Yeah. I was about, wow, I was really young. I was still in primary school, we call it over there, but that was my first pony. And after that happened, she had plastic surgery on her face and she survived and had a hoof print on there now. And. My mom was so distraught that this horse did this to this girl, and it's not—it's not all the girl's fault. It's not all—it's just one of those things that happened. But she sold him as a cart horse. He was a really high-quality show horse, and she sold him to some guy to use in a cart because she just wanted him, wanted him gone. So my first little horse was a little evil Arab pony that is now probably pulling tourists around somewhere. (laughs) So uh, yeah, after that I got some
0: nice horses.
4: But, How many Arabs
0: um, have you owned since Tammy? Uh,
4: I've, I've trained a, a few from out of shooting, but uh, never, never owned another one. But uh, not to get off track, Glenn, I did uh, stay with some people who uh, in, show international in endurance, and actually learned a few weeks ago that that there's a place for them. <laughs> <laughs> they have the talent. So uh, I learned a lot about endurance riding and all that kind of stuff when I was doing a clinic and in texas so anyway i did it took me that long to realize that they have a use so uh
0: that one wasn't gray was it by the way
4: it was yes (laughs)
0: we owned we owned that horse after you actually uh it took and we put it in the cart and it took jennifer through a three-board fence in that cart (gasps) literally smashed the three-board fence back and forth several times till it broke all three rails and then ran through about 25 electric fences. So we owned that horse after you. Wow. (laughs)
4: Well, I mean, that little pony was was evil. And my second pony after that was an old, old Palomino called Pal, who I used to write him letters in the evening and put him in my closet for him. I loved him to death. So... (laughs) <laughs> anyway, there was hope after the Arab. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're not saying all Arabs are bad, but oh, no, par- no. No, apparently, no. apparently Tammy and I owned the same one, which is really amazing <laughs> that it made its way from Australia to, to Pennsylvania. As mad like as that. my
4: mom was that he hurt my French, she probably threw him that Fargoland.
0: <laughs>
4: we're <laughs> <laughs> just pushing out to sea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> you were in Atlanta at the time. I was. I was that. I was
5: that little girl who wanted a pony and looked under the Christmas tree every year and thought that it should be delivered into my living room. Um, so when my parents decided uh, to get some property in Atlanta as a, uh investment, they found some neighbor of my grandma's who gave us a pony who was 35 when I got her. And she was so old, and her name was Misty, and she was just a bag of bones. And of course, I loved her, but uh, she didn't have quite the endurance for the things I wanted to do with her. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> imagine,
7: she, I know we, she c- we call that watching your grand your grandma give somebody a piggyback ride. Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. That's
5: awful. It is very sad. So, so, my parents quickly recognized that Misty was not going to be my dream horse and gallop me, you know, down the beach. So, uh, I actually ended up getting a POA named Snowflake. And. Oh, I love <laughs> Oh, she was such. She was a demon, but she was my demon, so it was all good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it grew from there, you know. And and I ended up with a bunch of Shetland ponies, and I had just tons of ponies grown up, and then ended up in the thoroughbreds, and I've had thoroughbreds ever since.
3: Did your POA have spots?
5: Actually, no. She was solid white, but when you hosed her down, she was pink and purple
0: spotted. And she, uh-huh. I thought that I had
5: the coolest pony in the world because she was pink and purple.
0: <laughs> <And> he's awesome. <laughs> what little girl doesn't want yeah, a pink and purple cool, pony? Right?
8: I want I a pink was, and purple pony. I was nine. I'm like, she's pink and purple, and she's wet.
5: Well,
0: there's a lot of people making a lot of money off of pink and purple ponies right now. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Coach Jen, what do you start? I don't even know what your first horse was.
6: I had to think about this.
0: Um, You've owned a thousand horses. I I don't know. You just got
3: yourself in trouble, Glenn. No, I I don't know
6: this. He doesn't know this. Well, growing up, there were six kids in the house, and everybody had to have a pony.
4: Wow, that's like half the Brady Bunch.
6: Yes. (laughs) uh, So I had to think about which one was my first. That was my very own. So my very first pony, that was my very, very own, that I did not have to share with any of my brothers and sisters or my mom was a ginormous, retired field hunter by the name of Ambie Dexter. Uh-huh.
3: Well, so he we could, could go right or left.
6: Yes, he could. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 came, he came from New Holland sales stables, and uh, he, he was retired because he got caught up in some wire while jumping a fence in the hunt field and yep. ripped off the back of his hoof. So uh, he was he was demoted because uh, they figured he'll never be sound again. But we had a farrier who was willing to take on a project and we got him sound. And when I got him, I was about I would probably say 10 or 12 years old. I literally didn't know that there was something called posting to a trot. And uh, so, he, he he taught me a uh, whole uh, bunch.
3: Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: I didn't care as long as I could climb up on him, like a little monkey, and yeah. cling like a bird while we jumped over the biggest damn fences I could find. I didn't care about anything else. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that there was a
5: walk gate. Like, you could walk and trot. Like, I would hop on <laughs> Snowflake, and it was a gal. It was like she would
6: run <laughs> yeah. away with me constantly, and I just held on. Here Come comes Jamie. Here comes Jamie. See, that's that's what we did, too. But when I got him, you know, he was a properly trained horse. He knew flying changes, and he could find a spot and all this fancy-schmancy stuff. And I had never done anything but ride bareback. So, you know, we get Dexter, we get Tack, and we get a little riding helmet at a yard sale. And I'm going, well, what do I do with all this stuff? Well, with (laughs) six
0: kids and six ponies, they couldn't afford Tack. You know, that was was an option. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wendy, you I don't know your story either. You grew up in Massachusetts, right?
7: I was up in Massachusetts and actually um my family is not horsey. You know, my parents were city people. And your dad was a was a
0: geek. Like, yeah, hey. my dad's
7: a computer yeah. geek. And um, you know, uh Chinese people think horses are for, you know, working or eating, so we didn't have them as pets. And uh so um my mother once my you know, my mother like moved to the suburbs and she wanted like, you know, to take us to soccer and do all this stuff. And she loved the riding outfits like she'd love the chasing a fox in a little black dress page. <laughs> so um, when I was four, she took me down to the local stable and um, I used to ride this little shell and pony named Red, who was totally awesome. And um, it was like the pony that everybody would fight over. And um, I was so lucky because my, that first pony, I didn't own that pony, but that was the first time I can remember riding. Um, and I think Red was like probably 10 hands, like now that I'm looking back on it. <laughs> and I never wanted to go on to any more ponies. I rode Red until I was like, you know, 15. <laughs> you know, I was not get off that pony. And they kept wanting me to go on horses. And I'm like, no, I want the Shetland pony. So. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> and I actually never thought I'd be driving. I, uh, I had some neighbors that drove. And um, I don't know. It just never I, – I thought, oh, why would you do that? I love jumping because I love to jump. And now I just can't even – I see jumps and I'm like, oh, how can we get around? Jennifer knows this. She <laughs> rode with me. <laughs>
0: Now, Wendy is the only one of the hosts, this is probably something that all of you don't know, is the only one of the hosts that have actually owned a full-size stagecoach. Yes. A real stagecoach. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
7: <laughs> That's really cool. Yep. My, my dad had a crazy friend that... Um, Owed him money for something. I don't know the whole story. And that's but- how
2: you get a stagecoach in the
7: family. <laughs> that's no crazy stage- friend. <laughs> showed up at my house. He was trying to pay off a debt, and the stagecoach showed up at the house. Well, <laughs> see, they didn't understand at all. My dad's like, "Oh, that's great because she can use it in the shows." I was driving a single pony at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, driving. Did you ever drive the stagecoach? We did once. Remember, I think I sent you the picture.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah. Was it with Four Horses? With
7: Four Horses. Paul May, who was one of our regular guests on the Drive Radio Show, um, he was working for a farm down the street from where I lived in Virginia um, that has shires. And I was taking the stagecoach to the Martin's auction, and he heard that I was taking it up there. And he's like, he called me, he said, I always dreamed of driving a stagecoach, because he's from England. So he always wanted to, he likes the cowboy kind of things. So I said, "Okay, we'll come down with the horses." So we brought the horses down, we all got on our cowboy hats and we drove that stagecoach around <laughs> the neighborhood. <laughs>
0: that must have been a sight to see for the neighbors.
7: I know, but actually that was my <laughs> first time driving four-in-hand.
0: With a stagecoach. With a stagecoach. Sitting <laughs> up about you. two stories in the air. <laughs> it's yeah. You're a, it's a long way when you sit on top on those seat, driver's seats up there. It's a long way down. Oh yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. Well, Reese, Your first pony. Well, Were you in
8: Lexington? (laughs) I was in Lexington, yep. I was born and raised here. Um, And I I don't know. I think my mom was trying to kill me early. Um, I'm really not sure. (laughs) I never had a cute pony. My sister had the cutest, you know, white little pony called Snowball. No, I got the retired racehorse. (laughs) I don't know what my mom was thinking like I'm like now with that I'm an adult I'm like mom were you trying to get rid of me as a small child like what were you doing she's like it was really quiet well I had a little unfortunate accident on his name was solo where my mom again took me out on a hack. And I didn't want to go. I, I was a dressage rider from the beginning, you have to remember. And she took me out, and the horse took off like a racehorse with me. And um, I fell off of him, and that was the end of him. And then I, <laughs> then I got – so that was a traumatic incident. But my – so my real – the horse that I say, his name was Teddy the Bear. Very appropriate, and uh, he was awesome. He was a tricaner. He was black, and he was awesome. So I had can Teddy I, the Bear.
5: Can I ask uh, a question here? Sure. So your sister had the
8: adorable yes. cute pony. Does she ride now? Well um Good question. it's a great question. She um she just had two babies, so she will ride No
0: again. is the answer.
8: Not, yes. not, really. not right now. <laughs> so no. your mom taught you a lesson by
5: giving you the hard one, and guess who's the Grand Prix dressage rider soccer <laughs> sister in your cute pony?
8: <laughs> you win. <That's> right. <laughs> My sister actually also is a is a Grand Prix rider. So it's oh, a little well, it's a, yeah, it's a little she and she, she didn't yeah, have I remember, a radio she, show. She, yes, exactly, uh, I don't think so. so. She doesn't have the arthritis
0: in the twisted left arm that I do, so... <laughs>
8: Yeah, whenever I have to half hold on my left arm, thank you, Mom, for trying to kill me as a, do- as a baby. Okay,
0: there were no comments about Reese starting with her first real horse as a tracaner. Nobody taught to comment I know, on that. that
8: was next. It was like,
5: I, it was too <laughs> easy, Glenn. It was that too was easy. Simple. Oh, we all started with these crippled little ponies. Mine was yeah. 35 years old. You were, oh, I had a tracaner. Well, that
8: would have to be like an insane thoroughbred off the track. So I think at this point, my, my dad stepped in and was like, no, we're not getting her the freebie off the track. So I did have the freebie off the track and multiple medical bills, too. Uh, yeah, and a twi- I literally, seriously, if, and if you see me with my arm, my arm's all weird because of that. I think he'd
7: be off. safer on the thoroughbred than the tracaner in my opinion. I know, I know.
8: But he was the best horse ever, and I would ride him everywhere bareback. He was great. Yeah,
7: sure he was. All tracaner uh, people say that. How? <laughs> one
8: and I don't hey. like the no-sense. I don't really like tricanors, Teddy the his so name was Buster. Basically, Reese and
3: Jamie started out with horses nobody else wanted. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> See, nobody. Jamie's my, Those folks are, we don't want him to die on our place. He's all crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Reese, it was, we don't want him to hurt our kid. Let's send him over yes. there. Right <laughs> Her. Exactly.
0: Yeah, awesome. she's, good at, she's good at hospital bills.
5: Yeah. My mom just saw a free pony, and that was all that she cared
7: about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom saw the mistake free, a lot of moms make. Free racehorse. Like, she says,
0: look, <laughs> you don't have to feed him much. <laughs>
7: Well, think about the poor kids nowadays that have Craigslist. Their parents are finding their ponies on Craigslist.
0: Yeah, that is scary, especially after we read all those ads every Friday. <laughs> yeah, do y'all I still do that? Them. That's funny. Yeah, we still do, and it's still the most popular day of the week for That's our funny. show, for sure. People love that. We get, what, probably 100 ads submitted for every week now. It's, it's very popular. It's My sad friend, how
5: easy it is to find Craigslist. Yeah. To yeah. ads. Yes.
0: <laughs> Jennifer, I, Piper, right? Yes. What have been the first one I owned. Yes. You owned a lot of horses, but when after I married Jennifer, I, we went to New Holland, the, the meat market, the meat auction, and one day we were there, I saw this sad pony standing there waiting to go to the butcher shop, literally, oh, and wow. he was, he, she was about uh, 13 and a half hands, cute as a dickens, uh, but sad and probably a little bit lame, and I said to Jennifer, we have to buy her, I, I want a pony, and so we <laughs> no, did. No, it was per- like
6: this, I want a pony, let's buy her.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know I wanted a pony till we went there and saw this little pony. Aww. And I knew I wanted to drive because I didn't like riding. That wasn't for me. <clears throat> and uh, so, so we got this pony for 90 bucks. And I was we so paid for her for
6: paid 90 bucks for that pony. Oh, she was mad that I overpaid. Oh, you paid too much for that pony. <laughs> yeah, he did. She
0: only wanted me to go to 50 and I went all the way to 90 and she was mad. I saved the <laughs> pony from the meat market. So so we took the pony home and we learned we tried to ride the pony, that didn't work. Uh, pony didn't want to have any parts of riding. So we thought, well, let's try and drive the pony. So Jennifer ground drove the pony cuz I didn't know anything at this point. Jennifer ground drove the pony and realized the pony knew how to drive really well. So we got a cart, we got a harness and that pony, over the next 12 years, taught me to drive. Uh, every time I would do something wrong, I didn't know a thing. I didn't take any lessons, nothing. So Jennifer really didn't know how to drive either. So anytime I'd do something wrong, this pony would throw her head. And I, we finally figured out that throwing her head meant I was doing it wrong. So I'd keep changing what I was doing until she stopped throwing her head. And that's how I learned to drive, that pony taught me. So that's then I spent 15 years driving that pony almost probably several times a week. Loved that pony. That was my lifetime pony. Her name Uh, was Piper. But what if that pony was teaching you the wrong things to do? (laughs) She probably was. Wendy's seen me drive, so she probably was. And
7: driving doesn't really matter. We just
0: have to sit on the road.
7: As long as you stay on the (laughs) road, you're okay.
0: As long as you're not driving in front of cars and dying, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, so that's uh, Piper, who was, what, $90 pony from the meat market. It was... uh, and it was an Amish pony. We found out too, and it had raced at the county fairs. So <laughs> it was it was an interesting pony to have as my first one. Sweetest pony in the world died at forty five years old. Goodness, really? Yeah, had a stroke at forty five. Oh yep.
6: my god!
0: Yep, lived a long, long time. Thank you. We re- we drove her up to what about thirty five, Jennifer? Right?
6: At least, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 We had to put some boots on her when we were driving her, but she loved to go. She loved to drive. Put oh, her running you, shoes on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's but right. Speaking about driving, you've
3: got to ask Tammy about her recent driving experience with all the snow and ice they just had in oh, Texas.
0: Oh, yes. Tammy, tell us about that.
4: I don't really want to. Because after all your driving experience stories, I felt like a complete idiot. (laughs) And you know what? I should know better. I drove harness racing horses through uh college. That's I was not gonna flip burgers. I would much rather clean stalls and trot standard bread. So that's what I did all through school. But anyway, what Alan was referring to.
3: Jamie, you'll love this.
4: No, (laughs) Well, see, we never get ice down here, and I'm from Australia, so I'm not used to all that. So when it actually had some ice, and I thought, well, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to hook up my miniature pony to something like a surfboard and get him dragged around, and I'm going to go skiing, and this is going to be super. And he's a little frisky, kind of spooky maybe to begin with. So I got a corner feeder bag out of my trailer, and I thought that was a perfect triangle that fit my butt in it. And I tied that to my breast collar, but it was really close to his hind legs. So, (laughs) but anyway.
0: Are you cringing, Wendy? Yeah.
4: Yeah. I was too.
0: But she had her helmet on.
4: I did. And I took off. And then I realized that I didn't really have enough padding on my butt because that ice, when it, when it falls into frost, it's not even.
9: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I fell off and he took off and then Vernon runs out the office from work and he's like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, help me catch the damn pony!
10: <laughs>
3: but This horse now running at full running. speed. Yeah, that, that feeder, <laughs> the feed bags, is the bouncing up and down behind him. He's like, "What
4: the hell? What the it, hell?" <laughs> he was. It's going to get was me. So petrified, he was running around, going, "Oh my god!" <laughs>
3: so Aww.
9: it's
4: not the first time he took off with me. He Took off with me in a cornfield when I first...
0: <laughs> Tammy's Adventure, she has all these quarter horses. It's the mini that gets her.
4: Exactly. Yeah, I've got like 10 quarter horses here and it's the mini that I have to... Approach with caution. <laughs> All
0: right, we're going to come back after this break. And I have, uh, before we go to break, I do have a message. We, we started some new shows this year under our syndicated program, which means that the shows are actually owned by someone else, but we produce them. We started three new shows, Blades Kids Radio, done by Blaze Magazine. First, uh, uh, the first show to have a kid, a 12-year-old, our youngest co-host, who's doing a terrific job. And then uh, Horsemanship Radio with Debbie Lauk's daughter of Monty Roberts and also. So uh, a little show called Chasing a Fox in a Little Black Dress done by Helena and Sissy. So we've uh, d- got those new shows as well. But I have a message here from Debbie Laux, daughter of Monty Roberts, for everybody from the Horsemanship Radio Show.
2: Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everyone, from our team at HorsemanshipRadio.com. This is Debbie Laux and Monty Roberts, and we're happy to be a part of the Horse Radio Network.
0: Glenn the Geek here. The life of horse person is hard enough and we all hate doing the required paperwork and unfortunately many of us never get around to it and it just piles up on our desk. That is about to change thanks to the EquiSketch Records app for your iPhone or iPad. My wife and I use it to track our horses and we absolutely love this thing. EquiSketch Records is the most thorough and complete equestrian records app on the market today. We love this app because you can track your farrier work, your dental, your Coggins, medicines, worming and so much more. And you can get reminders on your device when all of these things are due. You'll never forget a worming or shots or farrier visit again. But it not only tracks your horse, you can also manage your horse shows including individual events, you can manage riders including lessons and memberships and so much more. And you can sync it between your iPhone and your iPad and all of this for the price of a couple of cups of coffee from Starbucks. Search for EquiSketch Records in the iOS app store or go to EquiSketch.com. That's E-Q-U-I-S-K-E-T-C-H.com.
10: Hi there, everybody. This is uh, Chris Duggan at Equestrian Collections. And I'd just like to take a brief brief moment of your time to wish you all a super Merry Christmas this year um, from uh, me um, and also from all of our staff here for still being very, very busy Christmas elves um, today. But by the time you're listening to this, hopefully um, we'll all be... uh, uh, back at home with our feet up and um, returning to doing some packing which after the thousands and thousands of boxes packed um, maybe we won't do the Christmas wrapping but um, I just wanted to stop a moment and thank you all very very much um, for uh, buying from us, for being our customers and also listening to um, some of the uh, episodes that we've done with Glenn um, on on products um, so I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful holiday.
0: All right, I have a couple quick questions for you, and then we'll wrap this show up. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it in a different order this time. Listener Mary wants to know, if you could have a career outside of anything to do with horses, what would it be? Let's start with Reese.
8: That is a great question. I would, I would do something with international business for sure, or work. Uh, A lot of my friends went to the State Department or um, my ideal job would have been in Frankfurt, Germany, and I would have stayed in Germany and ridden over there. So if things didn't work out here, that's actually what I was going to
0: do. So that was easy. You were going to leave the country for good. <laughs> yeah,
8: I was. Well, I, exactly right. Well, I lived in Germany for two years. So, and I love Frankfurt. Frankfurt's a great place. And obviously, to train with Mister Schumacher every day would be awesome. So that was my uh, that was my plan after grad school. I thought I would try to, um, you know, do school for our, or do, uh, be a trainer for a little while. And then I met my, well, I knew my husband, but then we actually decided to get married. So the plan B never happened, but, um, I would I love Germany and I love Frankfurt and,
0: um, I would have, I would have done that for sure. So you would have been working at the U S embassy in Germany. <laughs>
8: yeah, Something. Yeah.
0: As a diplomat.
8: <laughs> Probably. <laughs>
0: Relations with Germany going downhill quickly. <laughs>
8: yeah. oh, I wonder why. I, because I'd be, I would have been at the barn. I would have done anything just to like be able to train. You know, I would have yeah. Like oh, I better get a job so I can feed myself. But you now I was the, the riding
7: was high on my list there for sure.
0: Wendy, I'm curious. I have no idea what your answer to this is.
7: Oh, well, you know, uh, it really ties in with Reese because I would be happy to know her as a diplomat because I would want to be a spy, an international spy. (laughs) Perfect. So I need contacts like that so I could get information and go to the right right parties and get introduced to people.
2: Oh, my God, Wendy. And we would look awesome because I'd be your like secret spy friend. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
7: yeah. Oh, yeah. and We, we have like, to have, like, a group, you know. And, and we, we have to pretend all we do know each other. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: good. And
7: we, yeah.
0: Just what you want to be, a secret spy friend. You realize you're also going to get executed when they're caught, right?
2: No, because it would be the only time I would carry a firearm, because then I'd want to shoot people. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to kill them. I'd want to shoot them with some kind of really, like, painful, ouchy <laughs> tranquilizer gun that turns them orange for three years and makes them walk, like you know like the Hunchback so is this again. your answer
7: Helena like is yeah. that- uh-huh. and it he's the amnesia, so they can't turn you in yeah
0: exactly oh my- okay God. James wow. Vaughn Jr. Yeah.
6: <laughs> the premiere episode is on January 15th on ABC yes. yeah.
3: feel
0: the new
2: show coming on the network yeah.
3: <laughs> when the Ying, international woman of mystery and her sidekick Helena <laughs> <Pepper. laughs>
7: Right. And we would get around I in a be, stage kind You know why? I'd be so good as a spy. You know why I'd be so good as a spy? I'm half Chinese, but I look very Mexican, too. I can pass for Mexican, half <laughs> Chinese, American Indian. I've got it
0: all covered. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, because the American Indians, we really need to spy on them though, nowadays. No, <laughs> but I could
7: be like, I could infiltrate like an American Indian a kind casino. of like diplomatic... <laughs> 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 I should try that at the casino. Like the, I can't get pre chips.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like the Wind Talkers in World War II. They had their own, you know, they used all those Indians for that. Oh,
0: That's Native right. Americans. I, <laughs> all right. Coach Jen, I don't know your answer to this either. And I've been married to you for 25 years.
6: <laughs> well, um, until recently, it, it changed very recently. Um, I would love to have gone into merchandising. I know. Dead you Alliance. sort of did that for a while, didn't you?
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say archaeology, because you love archaeology.
6: Yeah, that too. See, there's so many things. Archaeology
0: would have been really cool. Be cool. But that required a lot of education, yeah. and that wasn't See, happening. See, that's so. the
6: problem. I would, I, now I would love to go into sound design, but I don't have the brains for that.
7: So, yeah. I don't even know what some of those jobs are. <laughs> <laughs> <Me either.
0: laughs> Jamie, you went into radio, so you can't use radio as an answer. If it wasn't horses or radio, which would it have been?
5: Dude, I'd be a rock star in like five seconds. I so <laughs> wish that I was like, <laughs> I wish I had any sort of music. Like, I can play like major chords on a guitar. Like, that is it. Really? But I, lo- you know what? I when I was in radio, I love Jamie.
0: We've heard you sing on the show.
5: Yeah, I sing all the time, and I'm awesome. So shut <laughs> up. Yeah, That's great. <laughs> No, I totally I, I I don't have any sort of stage presence. Like I'm shy. I can't sing in front of people. I totally wish I could. I, I my favorite show is The Voice and I wish I could get up there and sing and blow people away and just, I just wish I had that talent. I what don't What you guys
0: don't know is Jamie did that for a year on stage with a Ooh.
5: Yeah, I was like, I was like Phoebe from Friends. Okay, I'm like Smelly Cat is my hit. Okay, so it wasn't like a real. I wish I could have been better at it to where it wouldn't have been just doing the open mic circuit in Atlanta. But that's what I did, and that's how good I was, and nobody, nobody, certainly nobody paid me. It was just a little bit
0: of your favorite song. (laughs) Yeah, That's that's right. That's right. And your partner was really good, though. Yeah, thank God she was good. (laughs) She's still singing, actually. She's doing quite well, isn't she?
5: Yeah, whatever. (laughs) She
0: she, she got (laughs) rooted (laughs) 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 in What? Unless you're a listener to Horses in the Morning, you don't know that Jamie plays the harmonica very well.
5: I do. That was yeah. that was the only thing I could play. But no, I mean, I really wish I could sing really well. And I, I would totally be a rock star. I'd love to. But, you know, I just that's what I would do if I wasn't doing this. And my favorite thing was being involved in the music industry and uh, getting to listen to artist albums. They would bring their albums in and we would sit down and listen to them. We pick the songs that we thought were going to be the hits, you know, and they would te- we would test them with audiences. And that kind of stuff was really interesting to me, too. And I, I really felt like I had a good ear for it. So all I need is a little bit of singing talent and maybe some musical talent. Then I could have totally been a super
0: rock star. She would be a judge on American Idol today.
5: I would. If only I was
9: good.
0: You are the weakest link.
9: Go ahead and sing a song.
0: Jamie has met more famous people than any of us will ever dream of meeting. I mean famous people. Leonardo DiCaprio and several others who she... Didn't have the guts to say hi to. So, Why did you bring uh, them up. It's a that's really not meeting. No. <laughs> Tammy Serrance, what would you do?
4: I actually went when I first uh, went to college, I studied psychology, social work. And after that, I came over here to ride horses. So, I think I would go back. I, I love that kind of side of things. I'm kind of thank my mother for my screwed up childhood of having that talent <laughs> <laughs> of enjoying social work. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's what I would do, Glenn. I would go back and I'd be a counselor or a social worker. And you
0: started a nonprofit here recently that is I doing did. that kind of thing. So you're you're actually are doing that a little bit yep. now. And yep, and, yep, and, yep.
4: Love that, and, Freedom Horses, and have the girls in from the um, shelter here in town and teach them horsemanship. And yep, yep. Don't. That's what I kind of figured as I got older, Glenn. I'm like, you know, I really enjoy that, and but I don't have to. Um, be employed full-time in order to help people. I can help them through my horses and not be so involved like I would be if I was doing that full-time. So, yeah, so I am kind of am doing what I thought I would do before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm almost scared to ask the next person because I have no idea what the answer is going to be. Alan. Yes, chef.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Head chef at McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> so, like Burger fries King. with that? Yeah, but well, <laughs> Burger King, I can be a little bit more creative because you can have it your way there. So, uh. <laughs> no, there, there's a couple of options because little known fact about me is that uh, through high school and just out of high school, I worked at a funeral home, and uh, the owner was yeah, and the owner was wanting to what send me do? to uh, everything.
0: Did you have? Oh, to did you actually embalm people? people? Wow.
3: I, <laughs> I wasn't licensed to embalm because I never went to school. I can't say that I did. But uh well, you did. Ew. Yeah. He just drained them. Uh, Don't worry, I'll be ah! the last. No. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: the doctor coming out there. I, I'd,
3: yeah, I'd be the last person to let you down. Don't worry about that. Um But uh honestly, but like like uh Tammy just said, uh probably not a chef, but uh I'd have my own little restaurant, you know, just easy things like some different kind of hamburgers I like to do and stuff like that. And, uh,
0: well, your mom uh, some, was a restaurant, too, right? Yes, yeah, she
3: did. Yeah, she had a yeah. restaurant and uh, breakfast, and I've got her recipe for biscuits, big old cat heads, and uh, that's, that's just a big biscuit, by the way. Uh, just that type of thing. I was concerned
0: thing. there for a minute. I'll,
3: I'll, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. Okay. But, we uh, have a
0: cat you could have, by the way. Oh, if, uh, you know. <laughs>
3: Yeah, when you bite into your stew and it, yeah. You know, get a furball.
0: A chef. So we got a chef, first chef we had today.
3: Yeah, I was going to be a rock star, but Jamie took that. So, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. You want to be a yeah, copycat. I really
5: took it. Uh huh. I really <laughs> took it. <laughs> yeah. Plenty
2: of room.
0: Helena, is it uh, assistant to Wendy still, or did you have something else? <laughs> you did have another life before the horse life.
2: No, I wanted to be a spy, nothing but a spy.
7: <laughs> really was really and now, you know and why, then, it's, the why? it's the fashion it's the fashion imagine yeah. the boots you could wear when you're a uh, spy. right right i know and, and when you go to russia on, on russian trips you get to wear tons of fur and fabulous boots at the same time uh, awesome uh, uh, yeah yeah helena you I, have I, to start driving in fact because you can wear all these spy outfits while you drive
2: you know, I follow your Facebook post and you, you really, I love your hats and like all these really cool outfits that you get to wear and, and they don't get super dirty. You know, it's not like, you know, if you ride side saddle or something, or if you ride astride, then you, you get
7: dirty. But oh yeah. My shoes, my shoes that I wear in the carriage never touch the ground. They're just for driving.
2: Do you wear like hot shoes under your, your, oh, like, yeah. what do you, I wear? Have what do you call your
7: riding habits? Your driving habits? What are they my called? My new, my newest driving shoes are like total spy shoes. They're, <gasps> um. They have a phone in them? No, no, <laughs> yes! I should put a phone in them. But they're, um, they're purple alligator skin pumps. And they're so tall, I can't even walk in them at all. I mean, I can't. You couldn't walk in them. And people are like, well, how are you going to do anything if there's an emergency? Yes okay, I'm going to call let's... my groom.
0: Let's be honest. Oh, no, you're here, a spy. You... you can
7: run in those things. <laughs>
2: Let's
0: be honest here, and oh, yeah. Wendy. Wendy's not on the tall side, and to reach the brake in the carriage, she needs these shoes.
2: I
7: do. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, and the platforms. <laughs> so
0: they're like stilettos.
7: They're yeah. stilettos. They're purple alligator skin stilettos. See, Alan. Wow. Now, don't you want to try driving?
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Have we
2: got room out Horse Radio Network for? Day. I got to get down to Sarasota really. I really do. Um got- I go ahead. I well it's i just, I'm, I guess maybe in all seriousness if I wasn't going to be a spy, which I've always wanted to be ever since my first <laughs> James Bond movie. Um I well I have a degree in environmental science, so I had planned on being um working wildlife management and working with big cats and preserving territory and studying behavior and tagging things and weighing things and measuring things that we did shoot with tranquilizer darts. So that was sort of the plan. And then, you know, somehow I ended up in technology. I don't know how that happened. But if I had my way, I seriously, I would, you know, I have a friend whose mother was one of the first women in the CIA, like back in the 50s. She was one of the first agents. And he would tell me stories and she had a cigarette case has
7: A cigarette crate case. How cool is that? Did <laughs> she have poison things in there so she could like poison the spies with their poison? If their you case? guys
0: ever go to Washington D.C., you have to go to the Spy Museum. Jennifer and I got to go to that. I don't know if anybody else has been there. Wendy and Helena, you would love the Spy Museum. It is really cool. It's really cool. They have some great artifacts in there. Yeah. You know, you've got to
3: make room for a new show now, Glenn. Well, radio.com. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, what can we do can we be spies on horseback we can we can be like ninja spies
0: what are you going <laughs> to infiltrate <laughs> the uh <Ninja>
2: spies <laughs> I don't know something the world yes. well let's sing. keep this <laughs> they're going to infiltrate the FEI they really gonna, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: causes.
2: let's go after the FEI <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's keep this going. I, you know, my answer is, uh, you know, and I think I told Jennifer this a long time ago. I always, I was in, I was, I did have other jobs outside of horses, uh, but none of those would have been like the job I really wanted to have. I always wanted. We owned an acting company for ten years. I always wanted to do something in performing, and I, I loved radio. I always wanted. Remember, Jennifer, I told you I want to be a morning radio show host, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you had and a that,
6: radio station <laughs> for. A while. Yeah.
0: And I had to create my own radio network to do it because <laughs> nobody would hire me. So that's how you come. That. But I, it's also one of the reasons that Horses in the Morning exists is because that's something I always wanted to do. So that's why that exists. I never thought I'd be talking about horses. I always thought I'd be the one talking about politics, which really sounds boring now. <laughs> yeah,
3: but it's, it's, you told yeah. us that I, what we were talking about we would be doing other than what we're doing couldn't be what we're doing. So that's what you're doing. So that can't be what your answer is. I, I
0: <laughs> that. Uh-uh. Yeah, I, was I, would, I would try and be in radio outside of horses. Oh, Does that count? But it's still what you're doing. Yeah, okay. Um, you know what? A, a, a male dancer was out because I was out. Uh Chippin Jennifer geek. wouldn't let me. Um
6: geek. You know, I remember you talking about this a long time ago that uh, if you didn't have to earn a living and you just do a job because you liked doing it, you wanted to be a Maitre d'
0: I always did. What? At a very fancy it. restaurant. I'd be good it. at that. You would be. I'd be a good mater D. I'd, I'd suck up to all those old yeah. women and they'd be yeah. giving me $100 tips. I'd be great. Glenn gigolo. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'd be good at that. We, we When we did our shows, we did them at the Stokes a Castle in Reading, and that was a very fancy restaurant. You know, you didn't get out of there for less than 150 bucks. And they had a maitre d'. And he was this guy, little guy, older guy, and that's what he did. He fixed up these old women with other people, and he was a gigolo. That's exactly what he did. We didn't know it at the time, but then we started hearing stories. And then I started seeing, you know, people come in, and I'd ask questions, and we found out, oh, no, that lady, that's not her husband. And it's like, oh, he has a great job. Probably makes huge tips. And that's why
5: you wanted to do
3: it.
0: And we have so some spies be- on
3: horses that can find out what all was going on now.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, really quickly, let's go through this. I want to know what everybody's favorite episode of the year was, and we'll wrap with that. Uh, Helena.
2: Oh, you always do this to me. This is my favorite <laughs> episode of the year. Because it's really the only chance I get to... I like. I love to be reminded how awesome the other hosts are because we really don't get a chance to connect. Because to-
0: I suck, apparently, yeah, in that I suck. <laughs> no. You
2: totally suck. But seriously, every time we do this all-host episode, I'm like, oh my god, I love Tammy. Alan's so funny. I really need to get to Sarasota and visit Wendy. Like, it really re- it makes me feel connected to something bigger and more fun and totally special. So I'm going to go hands down with the all-host episode as my favorite.
0: All right, Alan. My
3: uh, I'm. Trying to be different. I was gonna say that too. No. Uh <laughs> mine would be from this year it'd be a- episode one fifty seven and it's not been too long ago where no, we had right. uh no,
0: that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> well, you both you're both in the same show. You can
3: have the same one. Oh, okay. okay, I'll change mine. Right. Mine would be one sixty three. We had What that, was one fifty seven? one fifty seven was Martha Josie, world champion, barrel racer, and uh she just has a real cool story uh about her life and uh and uh, she she talked her mom into buying her horse, didn't have no money, didn't have a trailer, didn't have any way to pull it or anything like that. It's just really cool, great story. But uh, since Tammy's going to say that, I'm going to say Danny Pollard, the bit maker we had on there talking about bits and uh, custom-made bits and uh, how they work and all that kind of a deal. Bits and bidding, it was really good.
0: Jamie, we had hundreds of episodes to pick from.
5: Oh, my gosh, I don't know. I mean, there was really nothing cooler than talking to Penny Chenery about Secretariat. I mean, mm. that, oh, was, that, had to that was was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, lifetime that, that, moment that. there. Um, the other thing was talking to, you know, Patty and Dean Reeves, who own Mucho Macho Man, who we have talked to since before he ran in the Kentucky Derby years ago, and we've kept up with them forever and to have them win the Breeders' Cup Classic this year and then talk to us about it before and then after. You know, we really felt like we were a part of that. I, I, I know we weren't at all, but it, it, it just <laughs> we felt like we were part of their family. And You know, we should have been in the winner's circle with them. And, and it was a really cool experience. So it's been, I mean, it's been a hell of a year. I, you know, I had a baby and I got to talk about all the things leading up to that and how awful being pregnant is. And then, you know, having a baby and how cool having a baby is and how kind of a pain in the butt having a baby is. And, you know, I, I feel like I bared my soul this year on this, on this radio
0: network, but, um,
5: so all you of did. those things,
0: all <laughs> of Anything Sinjata, I'm sure. <laughs> Well, we didn't talk about Zenyatta much. It was more Mucho Macho Man oh. this year. Yeah, it and was more Mucho Macho Man. Yeah,
5: it was pretty awesome. And Wise Dan, he's my favorite now. So. But, are
0: carry on, for, carry on. but are you ready? Are you ready for another Coach baby? Jen? Now, Coach Jen, you can pick from yeah, uh, uh, you know either show. You know something? I had picked the Patty
6: and Dan Reeves show too. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the minute the minute you put that question on the sheet, I'm going. Oh, absolutely! Having the the Reeves on after the Breeders' Cup, it was just so cool because who's ever cared about a horse wouldn't want to be in that position that was just to vicariously live that that was awesome
0: yeah that was a lot of fun and and they were kind they've probably been on our show eight ten times this year uh and to you know and they've been very kind to us but then we you know we were rooting for him long before he was ever anything uh, so we And we only picked him because we liked his name.
5: <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and they were ones who called us back. So.
0: Yes, <laughs> and they actually talked to us. <laughs> Nobody else would talk to us. Wendy?
7: um, I do We've like the, the host episode because uh, for the same reasons that Helena said, because it's like our once-a-year business meeting when we all get together. But um, I would have to say the Ringling Museum when we went to tour the Ringling Museum. Oh, yes. Museum.
0: Yes, that was fun. Because I
7: really like to go to the place, like we 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 um, recorded it there, and that was so great. I thought, and it was so interesting, and uh, I love that uh, the people were were happy that we were there. You know, they were like really appreciated that we came to to come do do the show, and then we got that behind the stage um, tour of the Pullman car.
0: Yes, we got to go on uh, Ringling's. Uh, uh, Rail car that had been refurbished, and everybody else has to look at it from the outside. And they took us in and gave us a tour of it.
7: Yeah, I felt we we were like VIPs.
0: That was neat. That was neat. I like the Ringley Museum. That what a beautiful place. Yeah,
7: it's really <laughs> a beautiful place, and and you know it's local for me, and so I, I really enjoyed that episode a lot. I want to do Reese. more on location things, Glenn.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, Reese.
8: Well, I'm with everybody. It's such a hard you know question because. You know, we interview such great people, but um, our third show of the month, we talk with Hillary Moore Hebert from Dressage Today, and I think Philip and I both really look forward to her segments um, because we kind of get lots of information there. You
0: guys get dressage geeky. We
8: get so geeky, and it's <laughs> awesome. So I, I look forward to her every time. As you have three trainers in the room, you know, in the, in the, on the show and, and she's great. And I, those are my favorite shows. We started that late summer where she comes on and those are awesome. So I really enjoy those segments with her for sure.
0: And let me just clarify, no relation to me. Yeah, Um, we asked that. Same last name, no relation. (laughs) (laughs) That we could figure out anyway. Uh, And then uh, mine is, we did a, mine's tough because I do so many shows, but I, I have one that really stood out this year. And that, for me personally, and that was the show we did on Lyme disease and people. And we had a lot of great guests on Doctors and things. And it was a very serious show that uh, Helene and I did. And uh, it turns out that it's been the most downloaded show ever in the history of the Horse Radio Network. Um and it, it, the reason it is, is it got picked up by a lot of the Lyme groups, uh, promoted it for us. And we had a lot of people listen to that show just because it, we had a lot of reaction from our listeners. who uh, We had a lot of reaction from our listeners who have had Lyme or, ha- or know people who have chronic Lyme. Mm-hmm. And the response we got from that, and people actually got in contact with the doctor we had on. Uh, I started my Lyme diet again after that and have been feeling so much better, but that's the impetus. Actually, the doctor we had on the show, Helena will test this, talked to us off the air and really said, you've got to get back on your diet because I was getting sicker and sicker. Mm-hmm. What's your diet? And
4: what can you not have?
0: I can't have anything with gluten, which is anything bread or you know, oh. yeast kind of thing, and or sugar. So no sugar, no I'd gluten. Die. <laughs> you would love it. It's pretty much meat and potatoes, Alan. I love. Bring brando. on the
5: limes. Bring on the limes. Give it to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's the. T- you, if you could do one without the other, it's not so bad. Like no sugar, but you're allowed to have bread. But when you get rid of all the bread and pizza and pasta and everything, and sugar, then that that makes it tough. But I've lost uh, 25 pounds and am uh, not getting sick every month. So. Yay! It's, yes. Jennifer's very happy about that. It's worth it. But that show in particular was the one that really stood out and really got, got the Horse Radio Network a lot of exposure this year. So that would be mine. Well, this hey, has been Glenn. fun, guys. Yeah. I forgot to ask Tammy. To ask Tammy. No, did I, I miss Ellen, Tammy? Ellen ruined mine.
3: No, no. I, uh, well, yeah, I,
0: I think I skipped you because you said the same one. I yeah, went somewhere else, Did, really. did no, I, you want to say one, Tammy?
4: No, Ellen's already said it. He's
3: Tell just... us
0: why, though. <laughs> <laughs>
4: No, actually, I really liked it for different reasons why I liked it, and I hate to sound selfish, but I have a timed event horse who's getting old, and she was just, you know, and it wasn't, like, a lot of information I hadn't heard before, but to hear it from someone, like, who's so respected... Uh, I really enjoyed that more for what I got out of it personally, (laughs) as as selfish as that sounds. But uh, it was great to hear her hints on how to keep an aged horse uh, running in timed events, and that was really useful for me. So it was the same show as Alan, but different reasons.
0: (laughs) Hey, you know, we don't make any money doing this. We have to get something else out of it. So that's perfectly fine, Tammy.
4: (laughs) Don't <laughs> you know be I mean?
0: like I like this show because it's
4: all about me and That's I got to right. <laughs> look all this out
0: of it and yeah. <laughs> well, thank you all for for another terrific year on the Horse Radio Network. Uh, I appreciate you all and I appreciate you being here and putting out the shows you do every week. You know, it's there's as much or more there's a lot more work actually that goes on. If if all of us could just show up and record, didn't have to book guests and edit shows and do all that part of it. This would be the perfect job ever. Uh, but there is all that other stuff we have to do, which, which makes it work. So we, we appreciate you doing that, and Jennifer and I both. We appreciate our listeners, too. Let's give them a round of applause, Yay. because they listen every week. Thank you to all our listeners for being here with us uh, every week or every day depending on the show. We appreciate you all and all the different countries that you listen from. Our Horse Radio Network app, the new app that we have, is being downloaded now by over 30 countries. Some countries, I had to even look them up in the map. I had no idea where they were. <laughs> and people are apparently listening there, so that's terrific. Wendy and, and Helena become... know where they are. Spies know it. Yes, right. that's right. That's Spies right. know it. And we've been there. We've been there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, we can't talk about it.
0: Nobody saw you but you were there. <laughs>
9: right.
0: It's exactly and of course so let's give another round of applause for our sponsors too we appreciate our sponsors thank you so much for sponsoring we really appreciate that and to our new shows that are coming on syndicated and we have a lot more new things coming up in 2014 so stay tuned everybody From all of us at the Horse Radio Network, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will see you again on the All Hosts episode next year in 2014. Thank you, everybody. Thank Thank you. Say goodnight. Happy Holidays.
1: your heart I